You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Today, we are going to have another treat in terms of going behind the scenes with a coaching chat to talk about mindset, to talk about that CEO journey, what it means for women to step into their CEO role. What did that look like and feel like at first? Where are they? And talk about now what comes up because a theme that that we've discovered is we make a lot of progress and then we find that there's this next ceiling we have to break through. So it's remembering to continue to put tools into our toolbox and and to go back and use those so that we can keep growing in terms of the CEOs of our business, who we want to become and paying attention to you know, the transformations that are happening and maybe the pivots we need to take or the fact that what we defined as success when we first started may look differently now. So I want to see if we can just, you know, get some, some really candid, awesome conversation happening here. And again, this is completely live. This is my actual group coaching ladies from the July cohort. This is being recorded in November and this is real life. And this is what our conversations look like. So Jen or Marge, do either of you want to start to kind of say, you know, here's the growth I've had over the past, you know, almost five months. And here's what's coming up for me now. I would say the biggest part for me that I've gotten the most value aside from obviously your awesomeness in the coaching program is having the group of ladies to really feel like we're supporting each other. I've been in other group coaching programs and I didn't feel as supported or as seen by either the coach that was leading the group or the women inside of the group. So it's really helped me to feel like I'm not so alone in this journey because obviously being an entrepreneur is extremely lonely. It can be at times. So that's been so helpful just to feel seen and heard by the ladies in the group. So that's been super valuable to me. Um, When I first started coaching in July, I was really concentrating on growing my one-on-one um, retainer roster of clients. And then in going through the program, my mind has really been open to different possibilities specifically, um, into the realm of growing my intensive days, as well as potentially doing some consulting. Um, Melissa, you've talked a lot about that. And so I'm like, Hmm, I never thought in a million years I could possibly consult, but you kind of opened my eyes to that possibility. So I've also realized that in order to really grow and scale past those five and $6,000 months, it's going to be necessary for me to grow past that retainer-based model. So I'm starting to step into the place where I'm able to let go of that idea of having that security blanket of those retainer clients where I don't have to go out and market my business a whole lot. I don't have to face the uncertainty of bringing on new clients, getting to know new people, all of that. But I've just been really dealing with fear around 
transitioning into that fully project-based model, which I know um, I need to in order to scale and to really create the, the flexible lifestyle that I crave. So I know I have to do it, but I'm having a lot of troubles with the fear the and the scarcity mindset around what happens when I don't have clients in my pipeline? What happens when I have to go out and actually pound the pavement and talk to people and I'm pressured to go out and market myself and be visible, whereas up until now, I really haven't had to be. I mean, I've been visible up to a point, but I haven't had the fire under me to do so because I've just had retainer-based clients. That's kind of the issue I'm coming up against right now. First of all, super congratulations. Like I have loved to watch you step out of your comfort zone time and again. And, you know, you shared that you've had incredible support with the women in this group. And I love that because that is a big piece of why I believe so much in this group coaching program. I was hesitant to start a group coaching program because I personally had had not so great experience with group coaching programs myself and not feeling seen and just feeling like I got put into, you know, a group and left to flounder on my own. And it was no different than taking a course. And if you know me, I don't love courses unless there is accountability support. So thank you for sharing that. It makes me feel really good because that's the environment that I've hoped to create because I want to know each and every one of my, my coaching students. And I want to know you know, their individual things. And I have watched you step out of your comfort zone and be more vulnerable and also be incredibly supportive. And just like you said, explore what else is possible. And that is such a big step in itself. So I want you to celebrate that because that piece of the stepping into your CEO role is often overlooked, right? We're just, we're just like tunnel vision in building a business based on what we've already built, but you've paused long enough to bring in that growth mindset to say, what else can I do? How else can I scale this so that it really, you know, lends well to what I want. So it's natural that the fear is coming up in terms of what if I don't get more clients again, I can let myself go there any day, any day. What if nobody comes for the next group coaching program? And you hear me say that and you're like, are you crazy? Of course it's going to fill up again. Right. That said, it's natural because especially those of us that don't have a really, really strong natural abundance or growth mindset, we go back to that place of scarcity really, really easy. The difference is you can bounce back from it now. You know, you can identify, ah, this is creeping in. So it's looking at the things that you have to support yourself that you didn't have before, like systems in your business, right? You have systems in your business. So if you have to go out and spend more time marketing, that's okay because when you do get a lead, you're going to easily be able to bring them through your process and onboard them. Instead of a year ago, if you think back to your business, that wouldn't have been so easy. So you would have had to been, you have so many bones of your business really, really solid. And that alone needs to get some, some consideration in terms of celebrating that because yes, you have this pressure in terms of what, what else, the fear of the unknown, but think of all the things that you have built, right? So we tend to focus so much energy and attention on the what ifs and the unknowns, instead of like bringing the attention back to what we do have so that we can feel confident. So if we replace some of that fear with the confidence around it's okay, because now I'm clear on who I want to work with. So actually marketing is exciting because I get to go out there and spend more time networking and building true relationships with people that would be exciting to work with, right? It's not about, I've got to go fill my roster. Because now you are being strategic about 
creating partnerships and opportunities with people that you truly want to create transformations with, like you're at a different level. And so being able to give yourself that permission to say, I don't have to be scared because I'm really, really clear on who I want to work with and how I'm going to paint that picture of what's possible for them. Right. So just kind of talking through that, like, how does that make you feel just with those little mindset reframes? Does it make you feel a little bit more confident? Like, okay, I I actually, I'm going to be a a little bit better off than I was giving myself credit for five minutes ago? Yeah. I mean, I think definitely reframing it as I'm going out to have conversations with people who I can genuinely help and give them, even if they don't end up signing with me, I can help them in some way rather than, gosh, I got to go out and sell what I'm, I have to sell my service. Those are two completely different thoughts. As long as I keep that thought in my mind, like I'm just going out to serve and connect with people and hopefully I can help them in the long run. I think that that's going to be super important for me. And also going back to, so when we went through the ideal client avatar work, I think I was looking at it and framing it more from a perspective of, oh, this is my ideal retainer client. Whereas now that I'm kind of opening my mind to that more project-based or consulting role, I think I need to kind of tweak that so that it's like, I'm not necessarily looking for that person who's looking for the number two OBM in their business each and every day kind of role. So I need to tweak who I'm looking for and who I'm looking to provide that value to. So I love that. And what I want you to do now is say, I'm going to go out and start having conversations with people and creating relationships so I can learn more about what this avatar looks like. Those relationships may turn into sales. Those relationships may turn into referrals. You have no idea, but it's a win. It's a strategic step forward because you're going to gather information with each and every conversation that is going to bring you even closer to your ideal client. So I think that's a way sometimes that we can, you know, rewire our mindset around sales because it doesn't have to be about selling. It's about connecting. And I think that alone is powerful. And so journaling about it and kind of tapping into what's coming up in terms of why am I feeling a little resistance or fear around having to fill my roster and have you, you know, asking yourself questions like, has there ever been a time where, you know, I didn't have anyone on my roster in the last year of your business? Has there ever been a time where I didn't know what to do if there weren't ideal clients coming into my pipeline? And the answer is likely no to both of those things. Like, it's not like you're going to, everyone's going to dry up and you're going to sit there and no one's going to come. Like, you know what to do. You have the skills and knowledge necessary to create strategic steps forward to bring in people into your pipeline. So affirmations around that can be super helpful. And I know you're sitting there nodding your head. You have what it takes. Yeah. I think affirmations have been huge for me. I would say the last few months, I know we talked about that toward the beginning of our uh, program together and I really put that into practice. So every morning I write out affirmations. Sometimes they're the same. Sometimes they're different depending on kind of what I'm struggling with at the moment. So yeah, that's absolutely huge for me. And it's huge to kind of start my day focusing on those affirmations and getting my mind right to go into the day. Awesome. Do you use any particular journal or I know we've talked about like the five minute journal. That's what I use because it's easy and I can spend five minutes. I usually try and do it in three because I always want to shortcut everything (laughs) based on my Colby. But is there a process that you've built into, you know, carving out time for that in the morning or is that something you always did? It's something that I I've always, well, not always, but the last couple of years, um, I have little ones who wake up super early. So in order to get any sort of alone time, 
before the workday starts, I have to have that time in the morning. So I've always gotten up pretty early um, and done like my quiet time. And then I've just kind of tacked that on to where I do a couple personal affirmations and a couple of um, more professional affirmations. Um, and it only takes a couple minutes and I just do it in a plain notebook. So nothing, nothing special. That's so helpful because I think we, again, try and overcomplicate everything. If you're listening to this and you're like, well, I've never done affirmations. What does that even look like? You can do it in a notebook. You can do it on, you know, your iPhone. If that's easier for you. I love pen and paper. I think it's really, really powerful. And I encourage people to do that because I think there's something special about the energy transfer there and the space that we can create for ourselves. But really affirmations are about putting something out there that we want to work towards like a direction versus a goal. So, and and we want to put a piece in there that makes it exciting or rewarding or fun. So we'll take, I'm building a multi six figure business, right? I'm taking the right steps and learning each and every day how to build a multi six figure business. And then we'll infuse the, you know, the exciting or the fun part. I'm enjoying the journey of learning each and every day, the steps necessary to build a multi six figure business. So that's sort of like affirmations on steroids in a really, (laughs) in a minute right there. But I don't care if you take it to that level, I want you to start somewhere, right? It's all about getting started. So if you can't take it to that, that fun and like really jam packed level, start with writing an intention essentially of what you're doing to go in a direction of something that you want to achieve. I love that affirmation of I'm enjoying the journey. I might actually add that to mine because I find that I'm so impatient. I'm like, okay, I want to get here and I want to get there next week. But it's like, especially in this business journey, it's all about a building process. And it's so much more than just the actions that you're taking each and every day. I mean, it's really an internal change that's creating that momentum for me anyway. Yeah. And you said that, you know, you want to get there next week. And I think we all do because we're all very, very driven women, like the ladies on this call and women that I coach with. And so if you're resonating with that and you're listening, it's really about making sure that it's going back to that success and that journey. And it's not about getting from point A to point B, right? And sometimes it's the affirmation of the timeline that I'm on for growth in my business is exactly where I need to be, right? Giving yourself permission to just be on the journey of this timeline. There doesn't have to be like a hard line in the sand and learning to appreciate the process. I know that that's something that I work on all the time because I am so onto the next thing, onto the next thing. And so building in celebrating wins or just pausing or allowing yourself to step away from your business. There's so many pieces to the timeline, like being able to not focus on the timeline as much or realize that a timeline isn't linear or straight up, that it might go in a circle and it might be squiggly and it might go backwards a few times, but there's always learning and it's enjoying that journey and extracting the knowledge and the learnings that come to us through it. It's been a powerful shift for me to remove myself from having to focus on the end game and look at the journey itself. All right. Thank you so much, Jen, for kind of taking us behind the scenes in terms of, you know, what it looks like on your personal journey and how you're becoming that next level CEO. And it's so exciting to watch. And, you know, the VIP day that you've you've crafted recently, that is going to be such a game changer for so many people. And to see you really step into your zone of genius around, this is what I love doing. And this is where I know I can get major impact for business owners is what I strive to pull out of my coaching clients. So to see that come out of you, to see that seed sprout has been amazing. So get that out there in the world. Like here's another shift. 
you're doing a disservice if you're not marketing yourself, because there are so many business owners that need the transformation that you're going to be able to provide for them. So you need to get out there and build relationships. And if that happens to turn into sales, great, but really you've just got to help people know who you are. Absolutely. And I, um, it's funny that you mentioned that VIP day, because I was really, um, promo heavy on that the first couple of days, and then I didn't get any response. So I kind of like dropped off a little bit. I, the, the wind kind of went out of my sails, but I just had somebody reach out to me yesterday on Instagram based on a post from October 22nd. She said it really spoke to her. And that was the day I launched my VIP day. So we have a call, um, scheduled for Monday to chat about it. So you just never know. You never know. And this is back to, you know, Kiva shared earlier about going live and like feeling like nobody was listening. And then somebody comes and says, Oh my gosh, I watched your live and I learned X, Y, and Z. You don't know. And, and sometimes you'll never know, right? There's so many people that you're making impact on by just showing up and you may never know that somebody watched something. And then that led to somebody mentioning your name to someone else. And then like, it's just the snowball effect. So why not put yourself out there? And two days of heavy promo is, you know, like it, it's so easy to feel like, oh my gosh, nobody wants my thing. That's two days. Like it takes 90 days of consecutive, you know, habit building for some type of transformation to happen. So I think that's just it. And that's where metrics can be helpful. And that's where having this group coaching program to come back and say, I don't feel like anybody wants my thing. And everybody's like, girl, it's been two days, you know? So it, it's, easy for us to get in our heads so, so quickly. So the, the power of having community around you that gets you and supports you is incredible. All right. So that is a great segue into going over and talking to Marge because Marge also came into this group coaching program, wanting to do something very specific. And now this incredible new, like hybrid transformation has come to life and she's getting such great results for people. So Marge, tell us about, tell us about what's going on. Like, this is really exciting stuff. Oh my gosh. You have no idea the impact that you have cost my life, <laughs> Melissa. Um, the, the full transformation that I, that I was craving for, for the longest time I've only experienced in your program. And now I, I you've taken me from this scared little lady, right? <laughs> scared to now I feel so confident about who I am and who I want to be. And I'm okay with it now. So that's the full transformation that you have given me. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. But again, we started in July. But before that, you came in just at the perfect time because... Um, January, February of this year, I was stuck. I was so stuck, but I made a decision to give myself grace to step back and reevaluate my why. Like, why, why am I here again? Like, why do I want to do this online thing again? And it forced me to dig deeper, deeper. Like all the answers are instead of hiring another coach for mindset and or book myself for another appointment. <laughs> Because I started to think I was crazy because <laughs> I'm like, I have so many things in my head, but I couldn't put it together where it would align with, with who I am and where I want to go. And then um, April, I stumbled upon this OBM world and I'm like, I aligned with these ladies. Like these ladies are my people. Oh my gosh. I didn't, how come I didn't know about this? Like, how come I didn't know this exists? And I just really lurked 
<laughs> I was a lurker. So that's why I'm telling everyone right now, like, hey, buyers are lurkers. The real buyers are lurkers, right? Because <laughs> I bought- Such I a bought good your, reminder. Yep. <laughs> I bought your thing. I wasn't engaging in your group. I was just like, I love this girl. Like she's not so fast, but she's not so slow either. Like I love the pacing here. And so I continued to follow you until it was time. Cause so when I, when I got my OBM certification, I'm like, now what, (laughs) what do I do with this OBM certification thing? And then I kept on following you and you put an offer out there. And so I said, okay, uh, I'm in, I'm so in, I didn't even care about the price. Because I knew that you were the person that was going to take me <laughs> to wherever I wanted to be. And then I'm so happy that you started with mindset. Because for the longest time, I have realized that that was, that was it. That was what's holding me back. That, not the systems, not the goal setting, not, not the goal setting, not the, because I'm a chatbot lady, right? Not more courses on chatbots, but the mindset thing. So I, I told you, right? July, we started. August, I achieved my $12,000 a month. And that was so amazing. Like, I couldn't believe it in my eyes. Like, how did I even do that? And that's you were because- like, you were kind of like paralyzed with just didn't even know what to do. I remember you, you sharing that and tell us about that for a second. Like, what did, were you prepared mentally to even like have hit that milestone yet? And what did that feel like? No, no, I didn't believe it because I told you, right. The biggest block for me was, um, I think two things, um, limiting beliefs, because again, I always go back to not being good enough. And that's because I came from a third world country, right? So and English wasn't my uh, isn't my first language. And I always thought that was it. That was the, the, the reason why I'm not getting to where I wanted to be. And then the second one was the money block thing, like scarcity mindset. Like I would always say yes to everyone because they could afford me. They're willing to give me money. And I end up not having days off, you know, like I couldn't sleep at night because anytime now a ball can drop and it's on me. And, and you started talking because I remember, I don't know if you remember this. Um, when we started out, I asked you like, what would it take for me to be successful in this program? I remember. Yeah. And you said, just show up show up in the call, in the calls. And I, I tried, <laughs> right? I think I'm, I'm there, except yesterday. I, I was there every time because every time I showed up, there's always a light bulb that goes off. And so uh, I'm glad I did. And now I feel like from July, I had this imposter syndrome. I'm not there yet mentality. And then in August, I had a five-figure month, not just 10K, but 12K. And then I had a team, and then I, I started to embrace the CEO role. Like, wow, I get to make, I, I get to call the shots. I, I can lead. I have it in me. And I am embrace the leader in me. And now, and then remember I told you I, I, I launched my five-day challenge because that's what I do for my clients, right? For my agency. And then it was so hard to explain to them why they're not getting the results because it took so, it takes a lot of things, uh, factors to to get to a, a successful launch, right? To have a successful launch. So I had to drink my own Kool-Aid and really experience how it's like to launch a five-day challenge. And I ended up in the ER because I... I pushed and pushed and pushed uh, beyond my limits, but that's because you gave me the permission to 
I just think like, yeah, like Kiva said, there's always this voice of Melissa saying, why not? <laughs> What's holding you back? Like, why can't you do it? Why can't you become a coach? And I'm like, because these people are like professional people and I can't teach them. And why? <laughs> even, <laughs> so though, like- even though you had people like begging you to teach them. And so I think that's important to highlight. You, you had this audience and they're just like, Marge, give me, give me the knowledge and tell me the ways. And you're just like, but who am I? Because imposter syndrome was naturally creeping in. Right. And you got to come to us and say, people are asking for this. I'm not a coach. And everybody said, of course you are like, why wouldn't you be able to make massive transformation? And I hope you're going to tell us about, then you were thinking about just like shutting it all down. Right. This is my favorite part. Yeah. Yes. yes. After the five day challenge and after the ER episode, right. (laughs) Um, Two major things, right. A launch, your very own launch, and then seriously giving us all such a scare, literally going to the emergency room. Okay. Because I, this is new to me. Facebook live scares me. Right. So that, that was it. And I continued to push forward, push forward. And then on day five, I shut down. (laughs) That was like my brain telling me enough. (laughs) So I did that. But I went back to you and I asked you, right. So should I shut this group down? Because I don't think I can commit to this group. And then you said, why (laughs) just show up? And I did. And I think because you always give me this permission to proceed, I feel like the next best thing reveals itself when I keep on taking action on what's in front of me for right now. So I did that and I launched anyway. I didn't close them during the one-to-many selling sales pitch, the webinar, uh, secret webinar style, but I did continue to DM them um, and, and got them on calls and I closed them that way because if it's a one-to-one selling, my confidence <laughs> shines through, not, not here. And then um, when I close them, I have nine people signed up and I watch their transformation from day one to now. And that gives me the joy that I've been craving for. And I'm like, oh, I'm in the right place. I'm so in the right place right now. And I'm just so excited every day to wake up doing what I'm doing because now it's it's not just you who's telling me that I'm good enough. The people that I serve right now, they're telling me you are so good. And I'm like, really, <laughs> really? And I'm discovering more about myself. And that really helps me to, to grow some more. You've been doing such a great job of making a habit of celebrating your wins more than you ever have before. And I think that that is so helpful. And I want to, I want to highlight that. I mean, you take screenshots and you share what people are saying, because I think if nothing else, that is a really good, like, we can't ignore that, right? We can't ignore what people are saying. And so if you're somebody that it's hard for you to hear that you're amazing, right? That's part of your limiting belief or mindset issues. If you, you have to look at it and then you have to reshare it and also like show people, this is what people are saying building that simple habit in is so powerful. I'm saying that because that's me. That's my experience. I am horrible about celebrating myself. I get embarrassed and awkward feeling when people give me compliments. I mean, you guys have called me out about it and I ask people to call me out about it. It's so important to 
be able to sit in that place of discomfort when you're feeling discomfort, like that means you have space for growth, right? So being able to sit there and, and marinate in that for a minute and, and soak it in because confidence is going to come from, from whatever that is. And so if that's you, you're listening to this podcast episode and you're like, that's me. I want you to start building a process around celebrating your win, celebrating having to hear the good things that people have to say about you creating, you know, swipe files. And maybe it's a private one for yourself for a while where it's testimonials and you build that in to one time a month. You go back and you read through that. You read the good things that people are saying about you so that you don't have a choice, but start to believe that maybe that's your big habit that you need to change, right? You are enough and people are begging you to share your brilliance. And that's why I was so passionate when, when you said, Marge, like, well, who am I to be a coach? That was the exact same thing that happened to me when I started having women, other certified OBMs, OBMs that had been certified for much longer than me come to me and, you know, send me a friend request and become friends and say, is there any way you would coach me? That's how my coaching was born. It was not from, it was not led by me. It was completely organic. And I had major imposter syndrome. And I, my first coaching client had to talk me into it. And I was like, uh, not really a coach. I'm a educator as my background. Like I'm actually a teacher who understands instructional design and pedagogy. And I've taught at the high school, but none of that was like, that was not coming into play in my brain. Like I couldn't actually process that. Yes, you can help somebody get a transformation by sharing knowledge. Right. And so I get that 100%. And I probably couldn't have worked through it had I not had somebody to talk through it with like a coach and having my accountability person. And so because I was willing to make myself stay in a place of discomfort and realize people were asking me to help them and they were, I was getting great results. Then I realized I was doing a disservice if I didn't create something to make impact and opportunities to help more women. And so that's really how the group coaching program was born because I was able to hide behind one-on-one coaching because I didn't have to advertise it. People were coming to me. I was scared to say that I was coaching. I kept it super secret. And it wasn't until that I, I really realized I have to look at the evidence here. I have to look at the opposite of what my brain is telling me it's true, right? And so that's something that is so powerful. When those limiting beliefs come up to say, who says, what evidence do I have to support that, right? Those little tools in terms of mindset. And then you're like, damn, okay, I have got to look at what actually is true here. And we've said this a couple of times during this call, but but saying by staying stuck or hidden or, or letting our fears keep us in a place. What is the disservice we're actually doing to people by not putting ourselves out there so we can help transform them? When you start looking at it that way, it's like, Ooh, that one gives me all the feels, right? That makes you think about the way that you're doing business much, much differently. So I love that. And now that you have started to make this incredible transformation and your business has taken on, you know, a whole life of its own in a way. And you said joy, you're getting to experience joy. And that's the magic ingredient. That's the secret sauce of all secret sauces right there. When you experience the joy in your business, it's like, how do I hold on to this and get more of it? What's coming up for you now in terms of mindset things, if anything? Yeah. Um, right now, because I have gotten the clarity because of your help, where I really wanted to go, which is uh, all this time, my heart was saying coaching, but my mind was saying, no, you're not there yet. But now you gave me that permission to proceed. And now, um, because I have this clarity of where I really wanted to go, I have this coaching program. It's not really coaching, but (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Um, because I've provided systems, done for you things that so that they can truly step into their CEO role. It's still up to them. I give them the freedom to decide whether or not to do it their way or my way and then compare the two, right? So um, right now, because I'm so clear about where I want to go, I'm really um, going back to my money mindset. <laughs> now I have something to compute because <laughs> before I'm like, I was so determined to get my six figures so that I can get to seven figures. But because I didn't have the clarity of the offer that I wanted to really give people, because I tried, um, I tried VIP day, I tried all these other things, but then I go back to what aligns with me and what gives me joy. And so I really am very excited to see the wins in my clients. And when they share it among each other, that gives me the joy part. So that's why I'm here. And then the next step would, uh, for me, I was telling Kiva about this offline that I'm going to really um, focus on my money matters and money structuring and setting goals revenue wise. And so profit first training would be my next thing. Ooh, that is super exciting. I love it. And, you know, that's, what's so important about setting goals, but also being able to amend those goals based on where our business pivots, because I bet if you had set a goal of doing profit first earlier in the year, I told you that's what your goal was going to be. You'd be like, that makes no sense with where I'm going. Right. And so that's the beauty of building this business on your terms. You get to change your mind as long as it is towards something like that's pivoting with purpose. That is changing goals strategically. So I don't want you to ever get stuck because, well, I said I was going to do this, or this was the direction I was supposed to be going in your business. Who cares? Like you can blow that up at any time because you are clear. You have that clarity and you're going to make the right decisions for your business. And so like that is empowering in itself. You said like, well, I'm not really a coach. That still came out. Kiva, what you always share something, the, the quote about the football coach. Tell us that again, because what you're doing is coaching. Marge. Yeah. With um Tom Landry. So um those who don't know, he was a coach for the Dallas Cowboys, which is my favorite football team. So, but he's a Hall of Fame coach. And what he was always saying was that a coach is necessary, basically, because they're that person who tells you, you know, what I want to actually get it right. So I'm actually pulled it up. Who tells you what you don't want to hear, who has you see what you don't want to see. So you can be who you always knew you could be. And Marge, I want you to say it with us all. I am a coach. Okay. <laughs> so that's the quote. And that's our thing for you today, Marge. <laughs> I love it. It is so true. And you are doing that. You're giving them the framework and you are telling them the things that they probably don't want to hear or didn't know they needed to hear. And the results are up to them. It's just the same as what I'm doing with all of you. And look at the results, right? I'm telling you here are tools. Here are some ways of thinking about things differently. I can't jump in there into your brain and rewire it, but I'm giving you the tools to rewire it. It's up to you to do the work. It's up to you to do the work when you're in the valleys, like Kiva was talking about where it feels like nothing is happening, but oh my goodness, so much is happening just because you can't physically see it. That doesn't mean the momentum isn't going to cause something amazing to pop out on the other side. Atomic Habits by James Clear. I talk about him all the time. 
I have a major crush on his brain because the aggregation of marginal gains, right? So those little things, the marginal gains are happening in those valleys of this journey that we're on. It's still causing something that is going to create something amazing. If you don't show up and keep going and you only promote your new offer for two days, that's likely not enough, right? It's not for nothing. Somebody still might see that amazingness two or three months later, but why not keep repeating that and have a 90 days of, you know, talking about your greatness out there, because that's just compounding all of the efforts that you're putting out into the world. And it means that you can make a greater impact. So ladies, I can't tell you how just honored I am to be part of your journey. It's really, really a blessing and this session today is just a true testament to the growth that you're experiencing. And, you know, I think it's really funny. Like Kiva says she, she drops football references in here. And so I know this is a podcast and you can't see Kiva, but you got to go check her out because she's the last person you would think that's like going to bring football references to a coaching session about mindset. But that's, what's beautiful about having this community. Like Jen was mentioning where you just really feel supported and you get to know people on a different level. And it makes it so much easier for me anyway, to be vulnerable about my challenges and sharing my wins. Because for me, that's hard, like I've shared. And I think that we've all gotten better and and we, we push ourselves to do the things that are, are hard and then they become a little bit easier. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that that's like a common thread for sure. And being open to the journey, that's something that each and every one of you have done so well. You came in with, here's where I am. Here's what I think I want to do. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to trust the process and explore what else is possible. And that's where I think I'm in your head. Like, okay, Melissa's asking me why I'm not doing this or why isn't this possible already? Is it a mindset thing? Is it a limiting belief? Is it really my intuition telling me this isn't in alignment? Like, is that what the voice is telling me? And I should really be honoring where, where my joy is going to be. So those things are all really important. And in mindset work, effort counts. The scarcity mindset will tell us the effort doesn't mean anything, that it's only the results. And that is not what we strive to believe as confident CEOs of our business who embrace that abundance mindset. All of the things that we're doing, whether or not it is to get the result we thought, that effort is important because it's going to take us forward in some fashion or another. So ladies, thank you so much for showing up today. Thanks for being vulnerable. Thanks for providing so much insight to other women who are, you know, wanting to grow their businesses and make transformations like, like you're able to do. And I just applaud you for your efforts and keep up the amazing work. If you love today's episode and it got you thinking it's time to finally take the steps to become the CEO of your business, I have some great news. We are currently accepting applications for the next round of group coaching that kicks off in January, 2021. Simply head over to melissafrolick.com forward slash group coaching and apply. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Uplevel Lounge podcast. If you're ready to take massive action in your business and want the guidance and accountability to get you there, head over to melissafrolick.com to find out the ways we can work together. See you here again next week. 